This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charla Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online community for women of faith who are looking for a safe space to be encouraged, educated, and empowered. The Society is hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Y'all look. This community is so rich and it really has something for everyone. If you're an entrepreneur, Tatum has business trainings every month and has built an amazing resource library. And almost every month we have a number of like funding opportunities and all of this just wonderful information together. We even have a place for us to share our businesses so we can work with each other. If you are struggling with time management and productivity, Rosalind's going to snatch you together, okay? She does these Monday productivity minutes that have been blessing my life. If you're looking for practical ways to walk by faith, Kavaya is out here dropping big gems. And of course, I'm out here teaching live Bible studies every two weeks. And that don't even touch our quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, live events, and so much more. One thing I've learned about the society is that given the opportunity, we are always going to glorify God and we always going to go to brunch. Okay, we be brunching out here. Houston be turning up. Atlanta be turning up. Okay, like we are out here glorifying God. Bibles and brunch. Okay. So if you are in need of a safe space of like-minded women of faith, start your two-week free trial of the society today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.blessedandbossedupsociety.com. Welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I'm so excited for this week's show. I'm so excited because we are taking another step further into the Spiritual Warfare 101. In today's episode, we are talking about the number one strategy that the enemy uses to his advantage over us as believers. Now, before we hop in, I want to remind you to make sure that you are linking up with us in the Blessed and Bossed Up Society for the Relationship Refresh Challenge. It's going to be phenomenal. 
You can join us for free. It's two weeks, less than bossedupsociety.com. Very excited about the guests and all of the change and just the expectation of feeling renewed and reset for the second half of the year. I'm so excited about this challenge. Now, let's talk about today. If you know me, y'all know that I consider myself to be a faith strategist. I really like to sit down and understand we're in war, okay? And I don't know how you get through war without strategy. So I sit and I talk with the ultimate strategist, which is the Lord. And I take the tools and the principle and the wisdom that he gives us. And then we apply it to our lives. And then I share with y'all what I be learning. And here we are, girl, doing it, okay? So I love sitting with God and just really asking him to provide revelation on how we can live exceedingly and abundantly while we wait for him to come pick us up. So this week, God took me back to a passage that we've discussed a lot here, 1 Peter 5 and 8. And for any of you who may not be familiar with 1 Peter 5 and 8, I'm going to read it. 1 Peter 5 and 8 reads, stay alert. And some versions say be sober and vigilant, but stay alert is the NLT. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, I ain't gonna hold you, sis. At first, I was kind of perplexed, like, God, we have talked about this scripture a lot. Nevertheless, I studied it and I found the number one strategy that the enemy uses to his advantage over us. And that strategy is apathy. Yes, girl, apathy. A-P-A-T-H-Y, apathy. By definition, apathy is giving no sign of feeling or emotion, being incapable or destitute of experiencing pain, physical feeling, or emotion, and it is marked by a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern for something. And apathy is dangerous because it is a direct antagonist to discernment. It will snuff out your ability to discern. For those of you who may not know, discernment is our divine ability or our ability to use divine judgment so that we can clearly and distinctly separate the truth versus the schemes of the enemy. It is our ability to use divine judgment to clearly and distinctly separate truth from the schemes of the enemy. And if you're unable to discern, then you don't have the ability to understand, to recognize, or to separate motives and intention of people or opportunities or whatever, and then you end up getting devoured by the enemy. Apathy is literally what is killing us spiritually, physically too, because we are unable to discern. You can't tell because the enemy does not come with a pitchfork and horns and like make this bad decision. Like, no, he's not like that. He's going to try to wine you, dine you. He's going to soup you up. He's going to be like, oh, girl, you so pretty. You too pretty for that, girl. Let's do this instead. Now you're out here looking crazy. And so you have to be able to use discernment to be able to tell when you talk about taking job opportunities, business partners, when you talk about the pastor and the church that you attend, discernment will tell you to leave that church and run because the doctrine of devils is being taught here. But you being apathetic and not being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you will find yourself in bondage and suffering spiritual abuse in the hands of people who claim to love God, but they are really sent there as the ops for the devil in the body of Christ. Guerrilla warfare. That is the strategy that the enemy uses. Guerrilla warfare. We're going to come back. That's a word. But look up guerrilla warfare because that's not on my notes, but I have it because God has given that to me. But it's basically where you send people who look like they belong and you use them to attack your opponent. So when you hear about like my dad went to Iraq, you hear about them recruiting children. They seem innocent. You want to protect children. 
And then the kid like shoots the soldier. Guerrilla warfare is the tactic. And he does this through us being apathetic or having apathy. And so it's so important that we understand what this looks like. So there are three ways that the enemy promotes and exploits apathy in believers. And we're going to go through them. I'm going to call them the three I's. Why? Because they all start with I. That's why. So I'm going to give y'all the first one. Inconsistency. So the first I of apathy inconsistency, and particularly inconsistency in your pursuit with God. The enemy will literally utilize busyness, children, lack of energy, work, and a slew of other tools to keep you inconsistent in your relationship and your active pursuit of God. Jesus tells us in John 15 and 5 that apart from him, okay, I'm the vine, you are the branches, but apart from him, you can do nothing. And so we would be crazy to think that the enemy doesn't know that as well. See, we sleeping on him. You think he wants your parking spots us. And he's like, nah, I'm trying to separate you from God. That's the real game here. So he will very subtly and strategically work to keep you inconsistent, keep you detached from the source. And eventually, because Jesus is the bread of life, eventually, because he is the water that never runs dry, you will be starving and you will be dehydrated. And it is in that moment that the devil will come to tempt you like he did Jesus. Jesus was out there fasting 40 days and 40 nights. Here come little Lucy, okay? With his little raggedy shoes, broke, busted, and disgusted, trying to tempt Jesus when his flesh and his spirit is weak. He's trying to starve you to death spiritually, and we allow it. Inconsistency. The next is our indifference to sin. There are way too many believers who have started to equate condoning and tolerating sin as love. That is not the same thing. I do not have to agree with your choices for me to say that I love you. I have four or I have three sisters, just four of us. I don't always agree with everything that my sisters do. Like, I would have done that different. I don't think that's a good decision. I'm a big sister, so I had to tell both of my younger sisters, girl, this ain't smart, girl. You're going to do it anyway, but this is not smart. Hey, this could be harmful. I don't agree with what you're doing, but that does not mean that I don't love them. In fact, it means the opposite when I love you enough to say, hey, girl, I see where this is going and this ain't a good look. But too many of us have started to tolerate the very thing that we are called to hate. God hates sin of all kind, lying, cheating, deceiving. Okay, all of it. God hates sin. The Bible talks about seven things that God hates. Twice, he talked about how he don't like people who lie. Out of the seven, that's their double, a lying tongue. Let's talk about that. But too many of us have started to condone and tolerate sin, and we think that that is love. Indifference means by definition that you are impartial because the topic at hand is of no importance or value either way. Indifference means that you are impartial because the topic at hand is of no importance or value either way. Now we know that the wages for sin is death. However, we have gotten so casual with committing. We don't just commit the sin, child. We chill with it. We Netflix and chill with the sin, girl. Like, girl, I know I ain't supposed to do it, girl. But he fine, though. <laughs> like, we have gotten so casual with committing and chilling with the sin. We, girl, we call the sin over. 
you will go to church and then go back home to your sin. And you know that sin separates us from God. And so does the devil. And so we try to say, oh, it's not that deep. It's not that bad. And it's so important because our indifference to sin removes our power to escape the enemy. Listen to me again. Our indifference to sin removes our power to separate from the enemy. It separates us from God and then puts us in cahoots with the enemy. You're out here trying to walk in authority, but you won't have no juice, girl. You ain't got no sauce. You are not saucy Santana at all. You have no sauce because you are chilling in sin. James 4 and 7 says to resist the devil and he shall flee. The Greek word for resist in the scripture, it means to forcefully declare one's personal conviction without giving up or letting go. Baby girl, resist the devil and he shall flee. And we out here, we rest with him. We rest in the sin. Like girl, let me get, yes, let me get comfortable in here. Resist the devil and he shall flee. You rationalizing with the devil. You resting with him. Child, you rapping with him. Bars are all of the shenanigans. We're doing everything but resisting. And that word means a personal, you declare your personal conviction without giving up or letting go. Y'all, we will fold like card tables because we afraid that the internet comments, the isolation, you don't want to be dragged. You don't want to be canceled. We're scared to face persecution. And so we don't have any personal conviction. We want to live our life with a sprinkle of Jesus on top. We have somehow confused Christianity with Jesus fitting into our life instead of us giving up our life to follow him, to commit to his way of life. And the devil is using that to exploit and overtake believers. You're too afraid to tell, to speak the truth that could really save somebody's eternal soul. And now mind you, I'm talking about speaking the truth in love. This is not about you out here bashing people because they're living a lifestyle that you don't agree with. That's not God either. But let's be clear, before we even start talking about other people, this is about us. What sin are you chilling with that you're like, mm, God don't really care about that. This is a little sin. And this doesn't mean that we have to be perfect, but some of us are doing stuff that we know is blatant sin and we know it. And we just think, you know, I be going to church, so you know, it's not that bad. No, it is. And your indifference, it got you out here <laughs> like riding shotgun with the devil. Girl, come pick me up, child, because you want to rest in the sin instead of resisting it. It's difficult, but the persecution that you think you feel on these internet comments, let me tell you, read Acts. Who was it? Stephen? Didn't Stephen get stoned to death? Stoned to death. Rocks. Jailed. Whipped. Beaten. Hung. Crucified. Peter was crucified upside down. He was like, we're going to crucify you. And he felt like he could not be killed the same way that Jesus. So he was like, flip me upside down when you do it. Because I don't deserve to die the same way that Jesus did. And we be closet Christians because... You don't want people to say mean things in your chat. Okay. That indifference to sin is costing you your purpose. It's costing you your power. It's costing you your eternity because you're sinning and you're separating from God. It's costing you. There's a cost to everything. You got to count the cost. Inconsistency, indifference. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by Audible. Y'all, 
I absolutely love Audible. One of my goals this year was to read more books. And honestly, it's just difficult with my schedule, with me just being busy and just honestly not having the attention span to be able to sit down and read books. But Audible has come to my rescue. I have been enjoying Audible really for a number of years, but recently have been just really taking advantage of the app. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre from bestsellers to new releases, celebrity memoirs, I'm talking motivation, wellness, um, spiritual business. And what I love is that oftentimes Audible will have the top celebrities or experts reading their books in their own words. Barack's The Promised Land is chef's kiss fire, listening to him discuss all of the challenges that he faced during his presidency. I also love that every month I'm able to select one new title to bring into my library. And so it gives me the option to, to read and experience books that I may not have experienced picking them up myself. The Audible app makes it so easy to listen anytime, anywhere. I listen on a plane. I've listened literally this morning, listening to Atomic Habits as I'm working out. It has been amazing. And new members get to experience Audible for 30 days for free. So if you want to elevate your life through books, okay, don't have me start singing reading rainbows. You want to go over to www audibletrial.com slash G-G-G-T, like God Goes and Girl Talk, to start your 30-day free trial today. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash G-G-G-T to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. And the last one, the last eye of apathy trial is ignorance to the enemy's plan. Let me tell you something. The enemy has a great way of hiding in plain sight. And so many people are so unaware of the plots, the schemes, and the plans. I told y'all that he is not an annoyance. He is the adversary. And a lot of times we like to blame the devil for the flat tire or you waking up late and we be like, oh, the devil's busy, girl. He don't care. He does not care about your tire. He's here to steal, kill, and destroy. It has nothing to do with your favorite restaurant being closed. And you know you ain't even supposed to be eating there because you're trying to do something with your money and with your health. That's not the devil. One of the biggest scams that I know that the devil pulls, I like to call it the counterfeit con. He is not creative. So what he does is he takes everything that God made for good and he perverts it. Case in point, meditation. Meditation is a biblical principle. We are told to meditate on the word day and night in Joshua 1 and 8. The enemy has taken that and made it all about self instead of the Savior. I meditate so I can find myself. How are you going to find yourself without God? Please explain. You didn't make yourself. How do you learn about the iPhone without taking it to Apple? Because if you take it over to Samsung, they are going to destroy your phone. So a lot of us are doing this counterfeit crap because it's crap. And I said crap. I sure did stones and crystals and all of this other stuff. You using sage as if the blood of Jesus is not good enough. I'm talking about Christians. I pray and you sage. Girl, that's still demonic. If you're praying and fornicating at the same time, you are still in sin. I'm trying to slap God on the stuff and say, and try to make it holy. No, ma'am. Jesus didn't smudge nothing up on that cross. It was his blood and his blood alone. Stop it because you're out here opening doors and allowing demonic oppression into your life. 
And now you want to know why you're hearing sounds and stuff at night. Because you're using surge. It is a counterfeit. You can't tell the real 20 from the fake 20. You can't tell the real $100 bill from the fake $100 bill because you're ignorant to the plan. He's going to make it seem like these things are harmless. And not only are they harmless, but that they're of benefit to you. Didn't he tell Eve she would be so much smarter if she bit this fruit? She would have so much more knowledge and wisdom and power. And look at us. Jesus, look at us. We are not that smart. Ain't nobody smarter than God. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His plans are not our plans. They are all higher and better than ours. Look at what we have done as humans. Look at us. Babies went to school and got shot up. Look at us. We think we are so smart. We're not. We are not. Stop trying to be self-reliant. This self-movement is driving me nuts. It's not even about you. And that's why a lot of us are buckling under pressure because you think that you have to do it all on your own. No, when I submit my life to Christ, my plans to Christ, my purpose to Christ, it is a gift because the pressure ain't on me. All I got to do is show up. And a lot of us are out here. I need to find myself. And you're not going to God? Baby, that's a counterfeit con. I had somebody tell me in one of my lives in the society, she said that she had gotten into this stuff before she came back to God, some of this new age stuff. And she talked about how she was in a shop and God told her not to touch something and she touched it and she had a seizure. Girl, y'all better quit playing. Stop, girl. Stop, stop. The blood of Jesus is enough. A lot of us are ignorant to the plan, to the schemes, to the works. He likes to hide in plain sight. The devil uses desensitization method, and this is how it works. We've all seen Casper the Friendly Ghost, okay? 90s kids, I'm talking to us. You've probably seen Twitches with Tia and Samira, Sabrina the Teenage Witch on TGI Fridays. Come on, nostalgia. Hocus Pocus on Disney with the three witches. And so when somebody tells you that witches are real, your point of reference is twitches and you think it's preposterous. Girl, (laughs) a witch, girl bye. However, (laughs) there are really practicing witches. I think I've said this before on the show. There was a girl I went to nursing school with She was eclectic and I liked her, but then come to find out she was proud. She posted that she went after nursing school and got a degree in witchery. People are going to school to study witchcraft and it's not no Disney, no, but we get so desensitized. Casper, the friendly ghost. Child, the only ghost we mess with is the Holy Ghost. If you don't get out of here, Casper. But then when you talk about someone being oppressed by demonic spirits, people think that you're nuts because the only reference that they have is Casper. So you see the devil on Match.com commercials with the pitchfork and the red horns because it's a desensitization. He's so in your face that when somebody really has an experience, when they really are dealing with demonic oppression, you are like, girl, quit playing it. Because your only reference is Casper. Your only reference is Twitches. Your only reference are these things that seem so innocent. It is not a game. There were so many believers and non-believers who were in these comments talking about the Doctor Strange movie. Like, y'all, people were like, whoa, ah, yo, that was crazy. Because if it's in your face, then we no longer, (laughs) we don't have to hide. We've come that ignorant that they can be that explicit, that open with. And I'm not saying that we demonize every little thing. Let me tell y'all, I'm really quick to tell y'all, hey girl, that's not the devil. That was your decisions. Oh no, I think it's the consequences of your actions. Like that, everything ain't the devil. Girl, don't blame the devil because you overweight. No, that's you and little Debbie. Y'all are making these decisions together. 
Everything is not the devil. But the bigger scheme in that is that the devil is going to make it to where you just indulge your flesh to where you die at 55 because you have uncontrolled diabetes. And so now your purpose doesn't get lived out. Now your lifeline and your heritage and your family gets snuffed out because you're not taking care of yourself. See, he plays chess, not checkers. And some of us are playing Uno, which is a completely different game. And so here we are. (laughs) Here we are. We cannot afford to be willfully ignorant to sin to the plans of God or to the plans of the devil and ignore the promptings of God because they go against culture. We are not to be conformed to this world. We live in it, but we are not of it. We rent in this apartment, child. So don't be trying to paint these people walls and (laughs) and make this your permanent residence. We rent here. We have to move different, okay? And a great resource to help with this is Priscilla Shira's book, Fervent. And in the book, she discusses different strategies and prayer points to help. And the first strategy that she discusses when you talk about having strategic faith is that the enemy, she says, if I were your enemy, I would snuff out your passion for God. I highly recommend either reading or listening to this book. And if you want to listen to it, okay, I highly recommend that you get Audible. You can get a free trial. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. You get 30 days for free. I absolutely love Audible because I can listen to my books on the go and all of that. Like that's a shameless plug because it is so helpful to me. Okay. Um, But for those of you who are unable to purchase, I'm going to actually drop a link in the show notes where you can download a free copy of the first chapter of the book because I am so passionate about this. I'm going to put a link so you can just this chapter. I promise, Gorel, you need it. We cannot walk in purpose without addressing this. Okay. So let's recap. The strategy that the enemy uses is apathy. There are three components, our three eyes in apathy, inconsistency in your pursuit of God, indifference to sin, and ignorance to the enemy's plans. Okay? Please remember that he is out here trying to steal your peace, kill your purpose, and destroy the lives of you and everyone attached to you. He does not care about none of y'all. None of us. He does not care. His position in hell is already set. He's like the death row inmate that is out here trying to get you to stab somebody on the yard. And now you was in here serving five years and now you're going to be in here for life too. And that's dramatic, but that is what this is. You had a release date at first, but now the death row inmate then got you to do something because he wanted you to feel like you're a part of this game or whatever. And now you're also on death row too. Don't let him do that to you. So... We have to wake up, we have to sober up, and we have to get on our post, okay? So continue to guard your hearts above all else. That is it for this week's episode. I love y'all. God bless y'all. I will talk to y'all next week. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by GrantStation. GrantStation is your fast track to funding, and it is a dynamic tool to help nonprofit organizations find grant opportunities, build strong grant programs, and they literally walk you through writing a grant proposal. I love Grant Station, okay? They have some amazing tools and resources that literally changed the game for our organization. The first time I wrote a grant, I got a 35 out of 100. What? <laughs> I was like, I don't get ifs. After using the tools and resources at GrantStation, my last grant proposal came back and I had an 89 out of 100 and we were in the final considerations for a substantial federal grant. I absolutely love 
GrantStation. One of my favorite features about GrantStation is that they walk you through their R3 system, which is revenue, review, and report. And the process ensures that your organization is not only ready to receive the grant, but able to properly manage the grant as well. Listeners of this podcast can start finding and securing grants through our exclusive partnership with GrantStation. I want you to use the link in the show notes to get access to our GrantStation databases, training, resources, and more for only $95 for the year. Y'all, $95 for the year. Now look, my first year with GrantStation, we paid almost $200, okay? I think the membership is like $170 a year. Using our discount code, you are able to secure it for $95. So if you are ready to get your startup working towards securing grant funding, make sure that you click the link in the show notes and sign up for GrantStation today. GrantStation, your fast track to funding. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.